management education. Hello and welcome to the Management Education Podcast of the Management Center Innsbruck. I'm your host, Dr. Eugene Bokodistov. Hello everybody, this is our next episode in the mini-series on teaching with cases. And in this episode I'm going to give you some examples on how to write an essay. Please bear in mind that different universities have different requirements with regard to the structure and the length and the depth of analysis, and even within one university different professors may have their own expectations. In the following I'm going to share with you the structure from my department and also how I perceive each section and what I expect to have in each section. First, we start with a synopsis where we make a short summary of the situation we would like to investigate. As you know, the case is a, usually a complex situation and it can happen that in your analysis you would like to tackle a specific aspect of this case, so not everything which happened, let's say, in the 20 years of existence of RIM and BlackBerry, but you would like to focus on one specific year or maybe on one specific situation. The next point in the section is the problem statement, and it means that within the situation which you would like to focus on, you found a problem, and you have to state this problem explicitly. Remember that in a case we seldom have an explicit statement of the problem, and usually we need to find a specific aspect we would like to investigate in our analysis. Then we come to the next point in our analysis, the third section which we expect you to write. It is the analysis and alternatives. Here we expect our students to make the analysis of the situation and propose different reasons, if it is about the diagnosing case or different ways the situation can develop if it is the evaluation case or decision case. We would also like our students to give not only one explanation but also the alternative explanation and explain why the alternative theories do not hold and their main vision is actually the most correct one or the most powerful one. Then we come to recommendations and in these recommendations we would like to notice in which direction the situation should evolve. And then we come to implications where we say that what specific actions can be taken in order to follow the recommendation, in order to allow the recommendation to be successful, in order to make things which we recommended to really happen in real life. I was thinking about sharing one of the cases which I encountered and also the solution for this case. Please bear in mind that there may be many solutions, maybe hundreds if not millions of solutions with regard to each case. And this is only one of the possible solutions of one of the specific aspects in a big case. The case is the BlackBerry case. I found this case by Harvard Business Publishing. And the authors are Himsel and Inpen, 2017. The case is called The Rise and Fall of BlackBerry. This case is very interesting and when I first started analyzing this case and why I would like to use this case in my class, I noticed that there are so many facets which we can address with this case. You can address the topic of ambidexterity, you can address the topic of vision and mission and how they have to be formulated. 
you can look at organizational learning, knowledge creation, you can look on psychological issues, mainly on what happens with the two CEOs, Lazaridis and Basilie. In this solution, which I would like to read aloud, is the, the topic of this psychological communication and psychological issues on the side of the CEO is addressed. I found it interesting because usually this case is used for the strategic level analysis on vision, on mission, on strategy formulation, on dynamic capabilities, how fast you can respond to different situations in the market. This solution was slightly different, but I found it very interesting. So, BlackBerry case analysis, read by Yevgen Bogoristov. Synopsis. Once the most successful company in the field of handheld mobile devices, BlackBerry, or RIM, Research in Motion, lost its competitive advantage and almost disappeared from the market. Although there were several reasons for that, such as the inability of the company to cope with market dynamism, path dependence, and radical shift in competition, one of the key issues influencing success of the firm were individual issues of the CEOs. End of synopsis. The next section, problem statements. RIM relied on duopoly in their leadership, while co-CEO Lazaridis was responsible for innovation and technology, the other co-CEO, Balzilie, was responsible for marketing and communication. Here, Lazaridis plays a major role in the explanation of the firm's success and failure. As a founder of a company and the one who developed the technical core of this business model, Lazaridis had a great amount of influence on RIM and was identified with the company's technological success. Unfortunately, his great power over the firm was accompanied by a problem. In the next section, I show how little psychological issues influenced the firm's strategy and destroyed trust and faith in company success. End of section. The next section. Analysis of alternatives. This section is structured into a short introduction, one paragraph introduction. Then I have description of situation before 2007 and I have description of the situation after 2007, and then this section is over. Analysis and alternatives. There are many established theories which might help analyze psychological issues by Lazaridis. In this work, I rely on the sound and strong job demands resources model, developed by Baker, Demaruti, Schaufoli and the followers. From the point of view of this theory, there are two main predictors of psychological strain and motivation. Psychological and physiological job demands, that is, aspects of job accompanied by energy depletion, and psychological and physiological job resources, that is, aspects of the job which may a. be functional in achieving goals, b. reduce other psychological or physiological costs, or c. stimulate personal growth and development. If job demands, it means bad things, outweigh job resources, it means good things, long-term psychological effects are observed. For this reason, I analyzed the situation in the company before 2007, when the main shift happened and after 2007. In my analysis, I organized the essay by job demands and job resources. End of introduction. The next subsection, situation before 2007, job demands. 
creating a successful company took time and required big physiological, for example, long working time, and psychological, for example, emotional demands, investments from the side of Lazarides. I assume high job demands in the stage of company development. Apart from emotional demands internally, for example, communication with other team members, Lazaridis became a prominent speaker representing the company at business events and news. This also increased psychological job demands, for example, emotional labor in public. Job resources. RIM achieved very good results at the end of the 90s and at the beginning of the 2000s. The company became one of the most successful smartphone producers, indicating that the technology and business model were right on time. As Lazaridis was the technological locomotive of the company, success created positive feedback and can be considered as a great job resource. At that time, Lazaridis became a company's representative in news and business talks. His speech at the University of Waterloo shows a high level of societal recognition. This and the fact that Lazaridis felt himself in the right place should have created a high personal job fit feeling and the correct use of his skills. Both aspects belong to job resources, according to the paper by Schalfoli 2017. Before 2007, RIM did not really have competitors. The company dictated to mobile network providers what to do and how to do it. A strong position increased the personal wealth of Lazaridis to an unprecedented amount. Together with the co-CEO of Balzilia, Lazaridis possessed about 11% of the company's common stock. I conclude that Lazaridis enjoyed not only positive feedback from his work of life, but also the feeling of security and prosperity. As a conclusion of subsection, the job resources clearly outweighed the job demands before 2007. This reduced the psychological strain as well as increased motivation by Lazaridis. The quote by Basilia indicates also a high level of hubris and overconfidence, probably resulting from a strong societal position and the growing company's success. End of subsection. The next subsection, situation after 2007. Job demands. After Apple introduced their iPhone, the situation in the market changed rapidly. The share price of RIM dropped immediately, which on the one hand reduced the level of wealth of Lazaridis, and on the other hand was a signal that the company received a strong competitor. These two facts drastically increased job demands. The situation worsened as the price of shares kept falling while new products were not introduced. Expectations with regard to technological leadership grew and as Lazaridis was one of the symbols of technological success of the company, pressure on the technology CEO increased. Moreover, the situation received a self-reinforcing character. To respond fast, the company started new phones prematurely. This led to one of the biggest failures, resulting in more psychological strain. Based on the case and the interviews showed during the class, I assume that Lazaridis had an intrinsic motivation. Distress by customers, employees and managers might have shifted the regulation focus of motivation from intrinsic towards an intrinsic one. Here I refer to the self-determination theory by Ryan Deci. This is an important development as the aspect of previously existing job demands might have increased, whereas the job resources became less motivating. 
Finally, the patent lawsuit against the company immediately impacted Lazaridis, who was associated with technology within and outside of Rim. The information in the case indicates that he struggled with this and felt personal guilt. This feeling was reinforced by the second lawsuit, which led to an interpersonal conflict with Balzini. Consequently, job demands grew drastically. Job resources There is almost no information in the case with regard to the job resources. However, in the first years after Apple and Google introduced their products, employees remained loyal and showed a great amount of trust, which is a psychological resource. Nevertheless, the worse the situation became, the more issues with trust appeared. Disinformation is indicated in the anonymous letter of one of the insiders from the management team. Subsection Conclusion There is a piece of clear evidence that job demands outweigh the job resources. The number of conflicts and issues in communication might reflect psychological issues within the top management team. The fact that the company became siloed might indicate low self-efficacy and depersonalization of department heads. As depersonalization is theorized to be not a dimension but a consequence of burnout, according to the newest theory of burnout by Christensen and colleagues and Copenhagen burnout inventory, I assume that Lazaridis experienced a severe burnout impacting coordination and communication within the whole company. Recommendations With regard to the situation, I have three recommendations, followed by the concrete implications I am going to present in the next section. I address the issue as I would have done it in 2012. Short-term recommendations The company needs to limit the impact of a single person's emotions on its strategy. Mid-term recommendation The company needs to regain the trust of employees and take care of their affective states. Long-term recommendations Company needs to repair the atmosphere in order to make the decision-making process more efficient and effective. End of section. Next section. Implications. Short-term implications. Invite consultants to estimate the emotional climate and propose immediate action such as emotional regulation training, mindfulness training or similar. Second. The HR department should be equipped with additional tools for emotional climate estimation. Third, an immediate conversation with Lazaridis. Separation of his role of CEO and his vision of self-technology leader who can solve any problem. This separation has to be achieved as fast as possible. Mid-term recommendations. First, reduce of power of single CEO through the introduction of additional co-CEO competent in interpersonal communication. Alternatively, increase the role of other C-level managers. Second, organize discussion on the most promising and inspiring technology within middle management. This should increase trust and the feeling of participation in the company's strategy. Third, honestly communicate all mistakes and provide employees with new inspiring ideas. Long-term recommendations. First, develop a capability to sense and shape opportunities and threats through investments in research and development and market research. Second, optimize decision-making time. For example, analyze the decision-making process using operational excellence tools Six Sigma, Lean Management or Lean Six Sigma. Third, focus 
not on technology, but on the way to respond to competitors' moves, similar to Zara, who is proud of the strategy of bringing new products to the market within two weeks. End of section. References. I used in this work seven references. The paper from Journal Occupational Health Psychology by Baker de Maruti, Uvema, 2005. Job Resources, Buffer, the Impact of Job Demands and Burnout. Paper of 2004 from Human Resource Management, Baker de Maruti and Verbeke, Using the Job Demands Resources Model to Predict Burnout and Performance. I used a book by Grant and Jordan, 2015, Foundations of Strategy. This is exactly where I took the idea of the strategy by Zara. Then I refer to the case itself, it's Himsel and Imken, 2017, The Rise and Fall of Blackberry, Harvard Business Publishing. I refer to the Copenhagen Burnett Entry and the Newer Theory of Burnout by Christensen, Boritz, Bilatsen and Christensen, 2005. In my analysis, I also refer to the intrinsic and extrinsic motivation and different types of regulation within the extrinsic motivation. That is why I refer to the paper by Ryan and Deci, 2000, Self-Determination Theory and the Facilitation of Intrinsic Motivation, Social Development and Well-Being. And finally, I refer to the paper by Shelfley, 2017, applying the Job Demands Resources Model in the journal Organizational Dynamics. This is one of the examples, and what I found interesting is that it is just one of the aspects, and nobody has thought about the aspect, because usually we associate this case with more strategic-level managerial topics. But you see what we exactly expect from the case. We would like to you to pick an aspect, address it with a strong theory, show that there are no better alternative solutions than the one you proposed for this specific situation, and make some recommendations. After you have made recommendations, propose some implications. Which steps should be done in order your recommendation could be achieved? And that's all for now. I thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed it. And I hope you have some inspiration for your own essays and for your own analysis. Have a nice day and good luck.